This is episode 214 of Bella in Your Business. Hi there, I'm Bella Vaster from Jump Consulting. You might know me from CBS, NBC, Fox, Huffington Post, Entrepreneur, or maybe you've seen me speak on stage or read my book, The Four Dogs That Every Business Owner Needs. In any case, get ready because you're about to get your hashtag Bella butt kicking in this next episode of Bella in Your Business. So what do you say? Let's get ready and jump. Welcome to Bella in Your Business. My name is Bella Vasta. Today, I have my friend Chris True with me. You guys, I met him because during this whole COVID stuff, one of my speaking engagements at Social Media Day San Diego was canceled in a way. It was moved virtually. And the amazing organizer, Tyler Anderson, who you've also heard on this podcast talk about user-generated content, he decided to bring Chris in because he's actually taken his entire team out to see Chris and do some really awesome exercises with him. And it was phenomenal. It did not feel like a virtual conference because of my guest today. And as we were doing these exercises and talking about improv and what he does, I was thinking, wow, this would really help my business owners be better leaders, better communicators, and have some fun during some employee meetings. So you guys listen up because in the 200 plus episodes that Bella and your business has been around, We ain't seen nothing like this yet. Chris, welcome to the show. Oh my goodness, what an intro. That was a hell of a batch of sentences, Bella. Thank you so much. And yeah, I agree. Tyler crushed it. I'm so happy that that event still happened, mostly because I got to meet people like you. So I'm glad that we're here. Thanks for having Uh, me. Absolutely. You're just magnetic. And I think it is because you're such a great communicator. And so many of our listeners, I know if they could just take some things from this podcast episode, that they also will improve their communication skills. Because at the end, that's what it's all about. I know that you're a touring comedian, a sports writer, a creative coach, and that you use your background in improv to help people find their funny, whether they're using it for performance or self-development. And I know that you've been seen in things like South by Southwest and also, like we talked about, Social Media Day San Diego and festivals everywhere. We were just talking about how you were in Sturgis presenting there. So you're in hot demand and I'm just so excited that you're here, but Why don't you take it a step back for me? Let's start from the basics and tell me what's the big deal with improv comedy and why in the heck are you on this podcast talking to business owners about like, where's that correlation? Yeah, absolutely. So I think improv comedy is such a game changer for pretty much every single human being on the planet. I am on this mission. I just think everyone should take at least one improv class. It will just change the way that you communicate with people, with the way that you listen to them, with the way you share your own story. And like worst case scenario, it's a ton of fun, but everyone always pulls something from it. So while these techniques are primarily used by comedians to do shows at theaters and comedy festivals and whatnot. Some people have branched out like myself and started teaching classes to people who aren't necessarily doing it because they want to be a comedian. They're taking these classes because their business needs team building, or they just want to treat their employees to a fun event, you know, once a month or whatever. And that's because the things that make an improv scene funny, the things that make improv easy for people who are doing it are also what makes you a better communicator, listener, leader. You know, CNN said a couple of years ago that every single 
boss should take an improv class. And Forbes had an article a few months ago that was just like, here's why all these business professionals are moonlighting as improv comedians now. And I love it. I can't get enough of it. And to answer your question, the reason why I'm here on your podcast is because you talk to people about their businesses and I talk to businesses about making stuff more fun, to put it simply. Right, because when it's fun and when you can connect with people with communication and you can magnetically draw them into you rather than detract them from you, which I think a lot of business owners, we tend to do because we're like, this is my business. These are the rules. This is how we do it. And yeah, like very rigid. The more connected we can be, the more people like us. There's a very famous saying that people don't leave a job. They leave the people, right? So if we can figure out a way to make our workers fall in love with us by communication, it works to our benefit. So like, other than that, I mean, I guess I just kind of led you into how can improv help these business owners? Can you expand on that? Absolutely. So the number one thing about uh, that you learn in your first ever improv class, like no matter where you take the improv class, everyone is going to teach you this concept of yes and. So it's yes, comma, and. And I'm going to capitalize the Y and the A because they're both super, super important, right? The yes is generally like you're accepting whatever the idea is. You're accepting whatever the idea is from your scene partner. And the and is you are building off of whatever they just said. So you're never just yesing something. You're never just saying, I heard you. Cool. That's not how conversations work. And you're never saying no, but, which is like, no, not your idea, but listen to mine. You're always yesing. You're accepting And then you're always anding, which is building. And this is what makes an improv comedy show successful. It's also what makes any human interaction successful. If you're listening to this right now and if you're thinking like, well, yeah, no, duh, that's how communication works. You're probably thinking of like your best friends. Like, yeah, you and your best friends organically, yes, and. I didn't have to tell you to do that. But think about the people who you butt heads with or who you don't have this dynamite communication with. Imagine you yes anding with that person and that person reciprocating. Now we're getting somewhere. Now you see why people like me are teaching essentially a comedy workshop to non-comedians. It's because the things that make comedy work also make this communication work. Yes. And we have COVID going on right now. And so it must be pretty difficult to teach in the classic way where you might do it face to face. So do you do this online? Oh, Bella, thank you for asking. To me, it is the biggest surprise for me in my industry and what I do for the past six, seven months. It took me a while. I'll admit it. It took me a, a while to like really wrap my head around it and kind of commit to figuring this out. But what I had discovered is people are kind of opening up more often on a Zoom workshop than they would be in person. You know, my first time doing it was with you and Tyler and all of them at San that Diego was Social. Time? That was my first time doing it on Zoom. Yeah. I that had was my no first time. Idea. And it was so much fun. When I was done, I was, was just so like... so much fun. I was so jazzed. <laughs> I, I was so jazzed. I wanted to do it all day the next day. I believe I did it on the very last day of the conference though. But since then, I have a couple different businesses from that conference have reached out to me and been like, can you do this for my company? And yeah. it works every time. It just... I think there's a couple things going on. One, I've been doing this for a really long time. And so I think I'm able to adapt to it. But two, I also think people are getting really used to doing things on Zoom. But three- is definitely changing. Yeah. But three, and this probably is the most important, 
you know, in an improv workshop, if we were in person, I already know, and there's some people listening to this who you might be raising your hand thinking that he's talking about me. I already know some people are like, I will listen. I will sit here and listen to what you're going to say, but I am not getting up on that stage when you call me up. I'm too stage shy. You know, I'm, I'm not into it. But on a Zoom call, it's like they just unmute their microphone. They don't, they don't have to stand up. They're just sitting there, but they get to practice. I think a lot of people who otherwise would be a lot more cautious about putting themselves out there and getting up on stage. Some of these people are, are actually most of them are just like, yeah, I'm in, unmute my microphone, let's go. So this technique, this style of team building, it works arguably better on Zoom calls, I can which totally, is crazy. I can totally see that, Chris, because just as a woman and speaking as a woman, I could be imagining like, ooh, is my muffin top hanging out? Or <laughs> do I look bad? Or is my hair weird? Or am I standing correctly or am I slouching? And I feel like maybe when you are up on a stage, you feel like you're exposed that much more because there's that much more to be, or you think people are being critical about where you really don't realize that the audience is like, wow, look at the courage that she has to be up there. (laughs) But with zoom, you get chopped down to like the chest up, right? It's just this little window that I'm vulnerable enough in. It doesn't matter what's going on in the bottom. We make the joke that we're wearing pajama pants on the bottom all the time, you know? So I can totally see that. That makes sense. Yeah. And what's exciting for me too, is I think that, well, I think in every workshop I've ever taught, I see people surprise themselves. You know, people are like, I can't believe I did that. I stood up and I did this thing and I was good at it. And people laugh and I learned something. And I'm excited for the people who are having a similar reaction on a Zoom call. And I'm even more excited for those people to take like a real improv class later when everything gets back to normal, if that ever happens. And them getting to like move around in their body and in the space and and just keep learning. I think it's so much fun. And I'm, I'm so relieved that improv translates on Zoom. But more than that, I'm like so fired up about it. I love it so much. I wish I was doing this every single day. Well, you can be my friend. <laughs> the only thing that's holding you back is yourself. Yeah. <laughs> talk a lot about on here. You had me on such fire too that I was already looking up improv places in my area. And that was, that was the cool part, Chris. It was, we had a great time there. And I was like, how can I get more? Because I just saw how that was going to help me on my podcast. It was going to help me with coaching and talking to people. And throughout it, it also gains a lot of confidence. So what kind of people would take improv classes? Because I also know a lot of my listeners will always say, yeah, Bella, but I'm not you. Okay. So Uh what kind of people take improv classes, Chris? Yeah, great question. I think that the kind of people that take improv classes are... A quarter, like 25% of them are like, I'm interested in comedy. Like I grew up watching Saturday Night Live or my friends tell me I'm funny and they're coming at it from the humor component, right? I say another 25% are doing it because it's like, they're looking for the next hobby. You know, they did pottery classes last year. They're doing yoga this year and improv next year. But I think everyone else is doing it because they came to it for another reason. Like they read an article about like, this will help me be a better salesperson, or this will help me be a better leader, or this will help me be a better listener. And those are the people that I think really benefit the most from it when they're like, yeah, my friend took an improv class and it transformed her. And she's just a total beast now when it comes to marketing her business or whatever. And so now I want to take an improv class too. And What's beautiful about the art form is that even though I just described a bunch of different types of people who are in the same class theoretically, 
it's the same material for all of them. I'm not giving different notes to the person who is going to move to New York to pursue comedy than I am for the person who is just doing it for fun because it will make them a better leader. It's the same material. It's the same exercise. It's the same feedback. And everyone is improving from the same stuff. And I think improv is just such a magical, weird, curious, little like super food of an exercise that I think, again, everyone should do it. Everyone should take at least one improv class. Everyone should take one improv class. And I remember when Tyler did take his entire team, his marketing team there with you. And he had so much fun. And I saw it. I saw the story unfold on social media. And I saw how he flew you to Boston the following year to surprise his team with you. You were that enjoyable that you were a surprise gift now. So can you talk to me just a little bit more about how you can come in like through Zoom and help bond, communicate, like just break ice? Like how I'm thinking of all these pet sitters. And it's one of the reasons why I wanted to have you on the show. They're always looking to be better leaders over their team. And does it have to be more than three people? Can it be 30 people? Can it only be three people? Like, how does it work when you actually come into a business and help them? Great question. Thanks for asking. It's That's another thing that is so bizarre about this art form. It's extremely portable. It's very flexible. I can teach the same workshop to three people or to 30 people. You know, if it was 30 people. If, if I had an hour and 30 people, it's like, I think everyone would still get to be on, you know, quote unquote, on stage. Everyone get a chance to participate. There was just three or four people. We would just go more in depth and do more Q&As and stuff. But the way it's formatted is it's basically... There's some sort of warm up, you know, that's some sort of warm up that's designed to get everyone out of their skin a little bit, just kind of, we're all doing the same thing where, you know, maybe it's like a rhythmic thing or some sort of like patterny thing. And then there's some sort of exercise that everyone participates in. And then if the company has a very specific goal, like, oh, I want them to be better at brainstorming or I want them to be better at listening, then I'll have one more exercise that highlights what that is. Even though I do believe that improv is the kind of thing that I can show it to you and then you can take it and be like, I'm going to use it in this way. I like to always get more specific and kind of like challenge the art form and myself. And whenever I work with people, even if I don't know anything about their industry, I will be like, who has a question about how anything I just said can help you do whatever you do? And I always learn something and I, and I almost always, I've never stumped, you know, we usually figure it out. Even if it's like pet sitting, which I don't know anything about it. But if someone was like, yeah, I run this pet sitting company and tell me more about why yes and is a valuable skill. It's like, I'm excited to figure that out with you during this workshop. I could do right now. Business owners listening to this right now, so many of them are scared to bring or to send their employee into consultations or new client meet and greets when they first make contact with the client. They get the key, they meet the dog, whether it's on Zoom right now because we're in COVID or whether it's face-to-face in person, this is a type of training that can help empower them to, yes, and just that one simple thing of doing it. The other thing, Chris, that I want to draw attention to that I really felt like connected is when you did that, your very first time on Zoom, it's still blowing my mind. When I left, I felt like I built bonds with everyone else that I was doing things with because together we rose. That yes and, that building off of each other, it created this teamwork, this camaraderie, which is what lit up my brain and why I want you to have you on the podcast too because it's a good team building exercise and you just got to evict when you hear improv. I think we all think about comedy. 
but it's not all comedy. Like you were saying, it's 25%. So I know that at some point in this, Chris, you also got into this like creative coaching. So like, is that what we're calling this? Is this what I'm talking about? Is that what it is? What is it? So as part of all this new world that we're living in and, and me taking a lot of my stuff online, I've always found myself having conversations after workshops with people that just like want to go a little bit more in depth or like if it's, you know, one person is like, okay, this was great. I want more. How did we do this? Just me and you. And so after getting enough questions like that, I started putting together some materials for like creative coaching as opposed to, I would never call it comedy coaching. Although, I mean, I would do that as well, but mostly when I'm talking to business owners, it's like they want more creativity in their business or they want, or for them as an individual. And so I just, I'm like, okay, how can I take this improv material, which is traditionally done? It's very um, ensemble driven. It's very much like attention, everyone in the room, you know, we're all yep. going to do this game together. What does it look like if you're just talking to one person about it? So when you first approached me and I was like, I have new things I am working on right now that I would love to talk about in your podcast. That was one of them because it's new territory for me. I'm in the process of releasing all this into the world. I do have a couple of clients right now, which is really cool, but you call me at like such a wonderful weird time because I am taking this entire business and putting it online. And, and I think it's going to work, Bella. I, uh, I think it is working. Chris. Great. Let's I love that. that tense. It is working. And yeah. as you're talking, I, this is how I work, Chris. So I know we're still getting used to each other. I put people on the spot, Chris, I, think I love it to do a class where twofold one. And I want to know from any listeners, you got to reach out, you got to let me know if this is going to happen. If anyone's listening right now and they're thinking this sounds interesting, I wonder if there's people out there in the industry, business owners, cut sitting dog walking business owners that would pay like not a lot of money, but you know, per head, we could all get on a zoom call. You could do that workshop, me and I'll participate. I love this stuff and everybody else. And we could just, you said everyone should do at least one improv class. I wonder if maybe you could put us through one of those. And then if they had that kind of experience that I did, they might be able to bring you into their own company too after they've been able to experience it. But would you be open to something like that? Girl, come on. You know the answer already. I would love that. I would knock it out of the park. I would have so much fun. I I, so I was kind of hoping that people will start messaging me after hearing this podcast and say, yeah, Belle, let's do this. When are we doing it? For sure. And I meant what I said earlier, I would I would do it for two, three people. I would do it for 25, 35 people. If okay. anyone out there is interested in this, I really, I will do my part. I will help with something together. And this would be a ton of fun. I really think that everyone should take at least one improv class. And I'm down to put my money where my mouth is. It's almost something that you have to feel. Like you have to experience it because it's truly an experience. Chris, I got to ask you this question. Yeah. I heard that you wrote some book about sitting close to basketball players at NBA games. Like I did. What, what is that all about? And how so, did that come up? <laughs> so I'm a big basketball fan, big, big basketball fan. And I was able to get a season ticket that was right behind the visitor's bench at the Smoothie King Center here in New Orleans for my precious, my beloved New Orleans Pelicans, uh-huh. uh, best best named team in all of sports, different <laughs> podcasts, but I'm ready for it whenever you're ready. I sat right behind NBA players. Like I could, like if I would have reached over, I could have touched their heads. I could have <laughs> dumped Gatorade on them, but uh-huh. I was, I was sitting right behind these players and I had this ticket for like three years and I just started compiling all the 
stories and notes from every one of the games. So it was kind of like NBA gossip almost, where I was just like over here with the players were talking about. And some of them would interact with me as well. You know, because I'm not heckling. I'm not like yelling, you suck. You know, I'm like starting conversations with them. And it was a ton of fun. And so I, I, so I wrote a book. It's called Behind the Bench Stories from Sitting Behind the Visitor's Bench in New Orleans. It's a really silly, strange read. There's nothing like it because, you know, I, I read a lot of basketball books. I've never read anything like this book before. It's a quick, easy read. It's like 60, 70 pages. And it's just all about the stories that I heard from players during three years of NBA games. How random and what <laughs> an execution of improv. <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty much. Oh my God. Chris, you are amazing. How can people go cyberstalk you? And you guys, we're serious. Let us know. Or no, don't let us know. That's a really bad phrase. I try not to say that, Chris. Tell me who you are who want to do this call with us. <laughs> there it is. And, and we're going we're gonna to make this happen because that's how life works. And it's how life works. Contact with you. So I'm going to just plug two things. Uh, one is my Instagram at Chris True. It's C-H-R-I-S-T-R-E-W. You know, like most of you, all of my creative projects and things are being funneled through that. So if, if I'm doing it, it's on there. And to plug one other quick thing is I'm working on putting these improv classes and also online course form so that people can just push a button and hear me talk about this and I get cool exercises and whatnot. So while it's not interactive, I do have online improv classes classes that I'm um, putting together right now. That's also on the Instagram. Uh, it's on hellyescreative.com. And uh-huh. if anyone is curious, just send me a message. I'm happy uh, to talk to you more about awesome. it. Awesome. Guys, we'll put that in the show notes too. But again, it's Chris True, T-R-E-W. Go ahead and connect with him. He's such a fun guy. Gosh, thanks for being on the show. I really appreciate it. I love it when we've got completely off the wall new topics because it makes it really exciting for the audience and for myself. Hey, I'm so grateful. Thank you all so much for listening. And thank you for having me on, Bella. I really, really appreciate it. Awesome. Well, you guys, let us know what your most favorite part of the show was. Definitely reach out. Let me find out who wants to get on a call with Chris and I to do some improv. And remember, when life gets you down, always keep jumping. So what did you think? Did you love this episode? I sure hope you did because I put a lot of love into this for you. Uh, The best way you can show me that is by going to iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, or wherever you listen to your podcast and go ahead and leave a review. I just might read it on the next episode. I also want to remind you that when life gets you down, remember to always keep jumping. Thanks for listening.